Hey guys, welcome back to the Wrestling Podcast. And today we have Maurice Fleming. Uh, so we brought him on. He's competing at the Capital Cup. That will be happening at the end of this month. Uh, but before we talk about that, let's talk about how did you get into the wrestling? What clubs and coaches were influential to you in your youth career? Yep. So uh, thank you for having me on, you know, this evening. Definitely a, a big follower of the Wrestling Podcast. And you guys are doing great work. Um, and I hope you guys continue, you know, thriving, you know, in, in this industry. Um, but yeah, I started wrestling uh, when I was about four years old. Um, you know, I was going up to the high school with my brothers during practice, um, Northeast High School um, here in Pasadena, Maryland, um, when they were in high school and just, you know, kind of just sitting and watching and rolling around because, um, you know, they were my babysitter. So when they had practice, I had to go to practice with them. Uh, so I kind of just fell into the sport, um, you know, when they were in high school, coach Al Colehafer and um, I can't think of his name now, damn it. Um, Billy Royer, excuse me, uh, were, the, were the coaches there. So they definitely had a huge influence um, on me wrestling and my, you know, my career. Um, you know, they were some of the first coaches who, you know, taught me everything I know about wrestling, honestly. Um, yeah. Had a huge influence. We're always in my corner, always so supportive, um, always teaching and learning me and taking me under their wing and allowing me to, you know, come into those their practice rooms, you know, in, in a high school practice room. So, um, you know, huge shout out to them, you know, for, for everything that they did. Um, but when I could officially start wrestling, it was with uh, the Bucks rec program. Um, it was actually ran out of high school, uh, Northeast High School. Um, you know, so I wrestled with the Bucks from about six years old all the way up through high school. Um, you know, a lot of great coaches, uh, Rick Necessary, Bob Couch, um, you know, Mark Jairus. Um, yeah, Mark Jarris, um, you know, were some of the coaches. And then my dad ended up taking over the program um, and, and was kind of my coach, you know, from, I'm going to say fifth grade until about high school. Um, and then my, my older brothers, you know, they were a tremendous help as well, you know, always willing to get on the mat with me, you know, once they come home from work, because they are a little bit older, they're nine and 11 years older than me. Um, you know, so they were always in the room and teaching me and teaching me little tricks and uh, the trades of, of wrestling. You know, my oldest brother wrestled at Coppin. Um, so I would go into that, you know, their room every once in a while and roll around with the late uh, Kenny Taylor, you know, rest in peace. Um, you know, but he had a, a huge influence on me as well when I, you know, started to transition more towards my high school years. Um, my middle school and high school years because I was able to go into that wrestling room with with my older brother. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a it was a, a good youth career. Um, traveled all over the place, you know, Alabama, Kansas, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Virginia, Ohio, North Carolina. You know, just, just trying to get the work in getting on the mat, you know, trying to perfect my craft, um, you know, wrestling with the Bucks, 
um, wrestling independently, you know, but just collaborating with a few kids or actually it was probably like 10 kids around the state, you know, that we all always traveled together, um, you know, just trying to, you know, just work on our craft and, and, and perfect it each day. Um, I won three junior, junior leagues, Maryland, Virginia state titles. It's back when we had, you know, one junior league state champ. Oh, so it was combined. It was all combined. So you had the MJWL, you had the Anne Arundel County league, and then you had the CJWL or the call, the CAWL call, which is like Southern Maryland. So MJWL was all here local in um, Baltimore, reached out to a little, um, little past Sykesville or Frederick, you know, we had Mount Airy um, in there as well. Actually, I think they were part of the call league. Um, and then Anne Arundel County had their own little league. Yeah, you know, you had those three conference tournaments, you know, your top six placers, seven placers from each of those divisions would then, you know, combine into your one state tournament. And those were the years. Those were the years when it was, it was, it was tough. It was always kids, you know, wrestling each other and beating them up. And to be a, a Maryland, Virginia state champ, you know, back then meant a lot uh, because it was so tough. You know, you got three different divisions and you got to qualify for it. Um, yeah. You know, so it was, uh, we had some interesting battles. Um, Could have been a four time, but, you know, things happen but nobody really pays attention to junior league. It's more about high school and then college and, and so forth, you know, but uh, it was still a great accomplishment for me, um, you know, and, and my family and, and my team, because, you know, it wasn't just me that won those tournaments. It was, a, it was my teammates, you know, that, that pushed me throughout practice and throughout the years um, to help me get to that point. So, you know, those championships are for, for, for everyone. Yeah. Uh, did you like your dad coaching you? Uh, it was bittersweet. You know, there are times when it was great and there's times when it's not because, you know, you're in practice and, you know, you're, you do something wrong, you get yelled at, but then you come home and you get yelled at again uh, for doing it. But, you know, he's also my biggest supporter. Um, yeah. You know, having him in my corner and in the practice room and then having him here as well, you know, just, teaching me little things, you know, and, and making sure that I was doing things the right way. Um, I can't thank him enough for it, honestly. Um, it wasn't always the greatest, but, you know, your parents are going to be tough on you. If they're not tough on you, then, you know, other things could happen, you know, because he was so tough on me, you know, in the practice room and then here at the house, you know, you know, I'm able to sit in front of you today and still compete at a, at a pretty high level. Um, you know, so I, yeah, I, I did like it because I always had my dad around, but I didn't like getting yelled at. So <laughs> like double, you know, yeah. at home. That, that's probably just, that, that's probably the only bad part about it. Um, you know, but like I said, having him around in, in the room was, was great. Yeah. So then you went on to go to high school where you went to, I think you went to a few. So talk about how you went through the high schools and what were your biggest accomplishments in high school? Yep. So I uh, started my high school career um, at our alma mater, uh, Gilman, the Gilman School. Um, so I know you're enrolled there now as an eighth grader, looking to move into, you know, ninth grade next year. So definitely best of luck to you. 
Thank um, you. Hope you. Hopefully you bring another state championship to uh, That's Gilman. That's um, the goal. That is the goal. Um, but yeah, I was there for two years, my freshman and sophomore year. Um, freshman year ended up taking fourth at, you know, the private school states. Um, took second in MIAs. Uh, lost to Greg Gold in the finals. You know, he had a power half on me and I, I thought I could roll through it and found out the hard way that I couldn't. Um, ended up pinning me in the MIA finals um, and then went into uh, states and ended up losing in the semis um, to uh, the late Steve Sardin, um, who was a Southern Maryland wrestler and, you know, had many battles over the years before I even moved into high school wrestling Steve and um, he was he was tough as nails and I just couldn't get past it uh, and then lost to I think uh, a kid from um, actually I can't even remember who I lost to in the third third and fourth match um, but then the next week went up to national preps um, ended up placing eighth um, got my revenge on the kid I lost to at States. Um, so that was a nice accomplishment for me, but, um, you know, it was just a, even a bigger accomplishment that I was able to place at national preps, given how yeah. tough that one it is. Uh, so then I went and rolled into my sophomore year, um, grew a little bit and wrestled 119, uh, wrestled 103 my freshman year, 119 my sophomore year, uh, was able to win MIAs, was able to win a state championship, um, you know, and then went on to national preps and took fifth. Um, so it was progressing little by little each year, uh, which was nice and, and what you always want to see. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Uh, so, you know, after that, you know, I, I kind of had a change of heart, um, kind of didn't really want to be a Gilman anymore. Uh, just didn't feel like it was the environment for me, um, you know, it's a bittersweet moment, you know, when you, when you leave a place that you are having so much success, um, you know, but I, like I said, it just didn't really feel like that was, that was the place for me. Kind of want to be at another private school, which I won't say uh, who it was, but no, I, I wanted to be at McDonough, um, you know, and it, it, it just didn't happen. And, you know, it's kind of like, you know, well, private school is just not my scene anymore. Let me go back to public school. Um, kind of just wanted to be with my friends, be around people I grew up with, and uh, you know, and I, I got I got the chance to do that. Um, so my sophomore junior year, um, I was a county, region, and state champ at Northeast High School. Um, so back where my brothers grew up wrestling, where I started my wrestling career, you know, um, went down to junior nationals in Virginia Beach and was able to take third, uh, ended up losing to Jason Chamberlain in the semis, um, three to one. Uh, so that was a pretty big hit. I'm not, not really sure who he was at that time, um, but, you know, after years following, you know, kind of found out, you know, he was a pretty tough, pretty badass Utah state champ. Um, you know, so I had my, my eyes set on the prize, you know, my senior year. Uh, when we got back down to senior nationals. Um, but my senior year at Northeast, I was a county, region, and state champ again. Um, 
you know, went to senior nationals, lost in the in the quarterfinals in a, in a close match. Um, you know, I I blame it on my shoes. And uh, the only reason I blame it on my shoes is because I have shoes where I can kind of slip my foot in and out. And uh, it cost me a point because the ref. Oh, dang. The shoe came off and the ref was like, oh, well, because you came out of your shoe, like I, you don't get awarded that point. And end up losing the match by a point. Um, so, you know, it's, things happen, but, you know, it was still a, a learning experience for me. Um, and then I injury defaulted out of the next match. Um, I separated a cartilage in my ribs. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of a, a bittersweet ending to, you know, my high school career. Um, you know, but it was still a, a very successful one. I think I only had 13 losses you know, in season, you know, out of my whole high school career, over 100 wins, um, placed third at junior nationals, a three-time state champ, one of the only few Maryland kids that went a private and a public school state champ championship, um, you know, fifth and eighth at national preps, um, especially as a freshman and sophomore, like, it was, they were pretty big accomplishments, you know, for, yeah. for myself and the state of Maryland, so. Um, you know, that was my, uh, high school career in, in a nutshell. Yeah. So then you got recruited by George Mason. You went there for a year and then you went to, I think you went to another school to finish up your degree. Uh, so talk about your year at George Mason and what did your, um, wrestling career look like after you left? Yeah. So, um, George Mason, yes, it was, uh, between George Mason and Delaware state, um, you know, were my two top picks. Uh, for, for college when, you know, I was coming out of high school. Um, Kramer Whitewall, who is now your assistant coach at, uh, you know, the Gilman School. Um, you know, he wrestled and grew up wrestling with the Bucks with me. Um, he came over, I think, when he was in middle school. Uh, so our last three or four years of, you know, junior league wrestling, um, we wrestled together on the same team. So we had a pretty good relationship. You know, our dads were close friends and, um, you know, we, we got, to, got to talking and he was like, Hey, I'm going to go down to George Mason too. Um, we, so we thought, you know, what a better, what better than had to have our, our, our college careers kick off, you know, at the same school. So decided to choose George Mason, um, kind of got down there and was, I think there was nine freshmen that they were bringing in that year. Um, I think they wanted me to go 141. Uh, I really wasn't having it. I was done with cutting weight, um, kind of almost really burnt out, to be honest. Um, you know, like I said, I've been wrestling since I was like four years old. And where most people say I wrestle seasons, well, I was one of the very few who were wrestling all year round. Um, and as you know, and as you, you'll learn, it takes a toll. Um, you know, you definitely need those breaks here and there. And um, I was just kind of over it. Um, you know, so they were planning on red shirt me my freshman year. I, I did wrestle off at 149, ended up winning the, the starting spot. Uh, wrestled our first match at Virginia Tech. Uh, ended up getting beat pretty bad. I think, I think the guy majored me. Um, and then kind of just 
went through the motions. Um, you know, like I said, they were playing on red shirt me. So it was just really just in practice, you know, going to class and, and then that was really it. Um, but then, you know, something happened to where I ended up wrestling, uh, against Binghamton and Virginia, um, which kind of ruined my eligibility for that year. Um, when I was under the impression that I was just going to be redshirting the whole time. Okay. Um, and the whole, them wanted me to be down at 141 and cutting 20, 25 pounds. It didn't sit well with me. I didn't want to do it. And I've been pretty much not cutting weight my whole life, but I was, you know, always monitoring my weight and that's not something I wanted to do anymore, especially in college. Yeah. Um, you know, so I was steadfast on, on staying at 49. I had won the wrestle off and wanted to stay at that spot and they really didn't agree with it. Um, you know, so it was kind of just a mutual separation, like, okay, well, you know, this is, this isn't really the best place for me. And I think I'm going to take my, take myself somewhere else. Um, you know, so I transferred back home, did a, a year at Anne Arundel County Community College, um, and then decided to, to go out to West Virginia. Um, you know, I, I went to a few of their practices and rolled around a little bit, um, but the fire wasn't there. Uh, and something about wrestling that I was always taught from a young age, like if you're not gonna go out there and give it your all, like just don't do it at all because you will get hurt. This is not a sport where you can just, and pardon my French, half-ass anything because it is a physical combat sport. Um, and, and my heart wasn't in it, you know, so I decided to step away uh, and just become a college student, you know, and live the college life, so to speak. Um, you know, so I ended up having a college record of 0-3 um which you know it it is what it is you know what I've liked to be in, been in the win column most definitely but you know as I said my heart wasn't in it I wasn't really wanting to you know be a, a an athlete at that point um it is a lot of work on top of you know your school and football was my first love you know I I'll say it I kind I got lied to your yeah. the recruiters are going to lie to you it's plain and simple you know they'll tell you one thing just to get you on campus and then as soon as you get on campus it's a completely different um you know atmosphere or even completely different than what they they agreed to um so that was one of the big things that get, that really started off my tenure at george mason pretty bad it was that you know it was not what we agreed to and why I signed there. They, they kind of just did a complete 180. So it was like, okay, well, I guess this is how we're gonna do this. And uh, the relationship never really uh, rekindled after that. So um, yeah, when then, like I said, I went to West Virginia and just, you know, just kind of did my, my, my thing and, you know, and, and enjoyed my college experience. Yeah. So then I saw you came back and you became a competitor again. At, and I think you, I saw you dipped yourself in the MMA a little bit. I know you had a fight around 20, 2012 and I think maybe a little earlier. Um, I think you had four fights. I don't know if that's right. Uh, but did you like MMA and why did you decide to give it a try? Um, so it was just some of my buddies were doing it here in Maryland. Um, you know, we were 
as you know, there's there wasn't really much for wrestlers to do after college or even high school. You know, if you didn't go to college to wrestle and you still had a love for, you know, the sport, there wasn't really much for you to do. So then MF, MMA and UFC started to come about and was becoming pretty popular. You know, so some of my friends were like, hey, like you should give it a shot. Um, you know, so I did step in the octagon. Um, I don't know if it's truly an octagon because I know the UFC has that patent, but, you know, I stepped into the ring, I think it was only three times. Um, three times, yeah. Once here in Maryland, once in Virginia, uh, and once in Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, I, I liked it, but, you know, uh, I still had unfinished business and that was getting my college degree. Um, that was what wrestling was always meant for in our household, uh, you know, was to, to get us to college, to help get us to college. Um, and then if I did earn a scholarship, help pay for it, you know, so that was definitely number one priority. Um, so I, I still didn't have my college degree yet and I really didn't need to fall back on, on fighting. It was something, you know, that I could do in my spare time. Um, but it was very similar to wrestling. If you really wanted to, not, I shouldn't say if you really wanted to, but a lot of the people in, in UFC and MMA, they suck a lot of weight to get to that next lower weight class. Yeah. You know, because it was always, you know, if the lower you go, the stronger you're going to be. Not taking into account everyone else is dropping as well. So, where's the real advantage there's really not it's just you sucking a bunch of weight yeah and i was not about that at all at that point in time um you know when i when i was in high school my freshman year i said you know by my senior year i want to be 170 pounds or over 170 and i was 140 pounds my senior year <laughs> yeah so you failed uh, so yeah i was uh I was focused on, you know, getting pretty bulky and solid and, you know, jumping into the octagon, you know, went against, you know, what I wanted to do and that was get big. Um, you know, so I, I kept telling people like, you know, once I get my degree, maybe I'll step back into the ring um, after I get my degree and, you know, it just didn't happen. You know, they even try and ask me now and get me to come into jujitsu classes and I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm... I'm more of a wrestler than a, a fighter or a striker. Like it's, it's nice. Um, but I don't like getting hit in the face. Yeah. Why well, get hit in your face? If you don't have to. Right. Right. So, <laughs> um, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a fun, it was something to do. Neat thing to try and say, at least say I did it. Um, you know, but not something that I would, uh, I see, foresee myself doing it in the future. Um, so then, as you stated, you know, I did come back to, and start competing in wrestling. Um, honestly, it was in a large part due to, to Helen. You know, she became, you know, the first woman's United States Olympic champion. Um, you know, she's from here in Maryland. And, you know, kind of like with Pat Downey, you know, we grew up wrestling together. I was always watching her and Nicole Woody you know, battle the boys and, you know, beat them up pretty solid every once in a while. Um, you know, so to see her, you know, really get to the top of the podium, get to the highest 
you know, degree in our sport, you know, I felt it was my, my duty to then get back into the wrestling room, um, not only compete, but to help, you know, the younger generation, um, especially, you know, coming from Maryland, you know, we, we don't, we never really caught, um, you know, that much respect. So to, to get back out there and start teaching the kids and, you know, hopefully so that they can, again, you know, start getting some respect from these other states like New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Ohio, you know, it was only right that I, uh, you know, I started helping out again. Um, you know, so she definitely re-sparked my interest in the sport of wrestling um, and wanting to get back out there and compete, you know, and, and to just to see if I still had it left in me. Um, so as far as competing in, in wrestling, that was actually, it was, uh, it was interesting. So I started helping out with Herwig, um, Ryan Herwig over at Blue Claw when they were at, out of Spalding High School and, and some of the older guys that were in there, you know, said they were going to go out to the U S open. So, you know, I had only been working out for maybe two, three months at that time. And at first I thought they were just going out to watch. And it was like, cool. Yeah. I'll go out there and watch it. No big deal. And then the next week it rolls around and they're like, did you, did you register? Did you get your ticket? Like I said, register. Like I thought we were just going out there to watch. And they're like, no, like we're actually wrestling. <laughs> and so I said, Oh, Okay, well, fuck it. Excuse my friends. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, no, yeah, let's go. Like, we'll, we'll see if I still have it. I'll compete, whatever. Uh, what's the U.S. Open? Not, to me, it was just a tournament. And it didn't really, you know, take into account, like, no, this is one of the biggest senior national tournaments, like, out there. Um, you know, so I started working, I think it was, like, March when we decided, and they asked me if I wanted to go. So I had, like, a month to train. Um, you know, so I went out there and the ref robbed my first match, but in wrestling, we know not to leave it in the ref's hands. Isn't it like 10-9? Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, it should have been 11-9 actually. So I ended up losing 10-9, but I should have beat the kid 11-10 or, or something like that. I, I, I won the match. Um, and if you, I'm pretty sure you can pull it up. And you count yeah, I think it's on flow. Yeah, and you count the points. Like I definitely got robbed that match, um, but it was my own fault. You know, I was kind of out of shape, um, and then two, I, I let I let the kid come back in the match and uh, left it in the ref's hands to decide it. So, you know, definitely my fault. But um, it was a great first experience for me, and like with any loss, it just keeps igniting that fire like hold on time out like no this is not gonna happen and then like this so I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna do it again um you know but I didn't end up wrestling in the 2017 U.S. Open I actually went to a buddy's uh wedding and that was at the same weekend um but I didn't but I planned on you know competing still here and there so you know they had the Bill Farrell excuse me um they had the Dave Schultz um so I had my eyes on those tournaments um you know and in 2018 I think I was registered to fly out to wrestle in the Dave Schultz Memorial um and I ended up tearing my Achilles um playing flag football 
Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, you know this, getting and getting in shape and preparing yourself for for wrestling and just going out and doing the same thing kind of gets boring and monotonous. So I said, well, you know, let me go out here, you know, still, you know, a young guy, still trying to be social and, you know, hang out with my friends and, you know, still show them some love. So I, I joined and played, you know, with the flag football team. But, you know, one of the things I did was I stood all the way at the end of the sideline and I just ran sprints. So I was, I was a deep threat. Honestly, that's, that was my goal. It was like, I'm not really here. I mean, I'm here to play, but I'm also here because I'm trying to, you know, prepare myself and, and get my lungs back underneath of me um, before I do go and compete. And, you know, our, our quarterback at the time went out with a, a minor injury and then I stepped in to play quarterback and three snaps into playing quarterback. I take a step back and never lifted my, my right hand, my right ankle up after that. Um, ended up snapping my Achilles and yep, that was the end of uh, my 2018 season, even though it was in October when I did it, I think the Dave Schultz, um, was scheduled for December or January, 2019. Um, you know, so I was out of that tournament, um, made a halfway three quarters of, of recovery from my Achilles injury. Um, you know, before I stepped back on the mat, um, at the pain cancer tournament up in Easton, um, it was just, a you know, a tournament to see, you know, if my ankle was fully healed. Um, and kind of just, you know, test the waters a little bit. Um, first two matches went pretty well. Um, you know, as far as, uh, and what I mean by pretty well is I was able to move. Yeah. Hit shots. You know, there wasn't too much pain. Um, you know, so slowly taking some progress and steps towards, you know, getting back to 100%. Um, and then unfortunately in my, my third match, um, getting ended up getting put in an awkward situation, an awkward position. Um, a foot got stuck in the mat as you know the the guy was raising the outside single, um, and ended up tearing my hamstring um, and detaching it from the bone. Um, you know, so there went my 2019 season. Uh, and as we know, like the the Olympic trials were circling back around. The U.S. Open was circling back around. Um, I competed in the Bill Farrell actually, I think before I tore my Achilles, um, yeah. so that was circling back around, you know, plans to, to get back on the mat and, you know, these two injuries just definitely derailed it. Um, but I'm healed, healed for, for a good portion, or I would say I'm, probably about 95% healed from my hamstring injury. Um, it was a pretty gruesome one, you know, kind of just lost my whole right leg um, and couldn't really put much pressure or, or even walk for, you know, the first four months. Um, and then learning all those mechanics again, as far as walking, running, and then taking a shot, snap, circling, sprawls. Like it's, it's been, it's been a lot. Um, Definitely uh, tries your mentals. Um, you definitely have to be mentally tough, um, you know, so 
that's one thing that I, I take away from wrestling is, is that, you know, the sport would definitely, you know, make you mentally stronger because one, it's just you and the other guy out on the mat and in the, in the circle, um, you know, you're going to have your ups, you're going to have your downs. Um, and it, it's that old Rocky saying, you can get knocked down five times, but as long as you get up six, you know, you got nothing to lose, man. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be back on my feet, happy to be able to put my back, my feet back on the mat um, and, and compete at the Capital Cup, um, you know, and we'll see if, if the Olympics or, or, or even the trials are, you know, something we can reach for in 2024. Um, you know, only God and time will tell. Yeah. So... Before before your Achilles injury, you did get to wrestle with Bill Furl, like you said. And I know you wrestled Dan Valamont, who's a NCAA Division One finalist. And you've got to wrestle, you, you said, um, a lot of good names. Um, so what was it like getting to compete at the highest level of wrestling since, you know, high school, where you're a high school state champion, so you're at the top. And so what was it, what was it like to compete again against the top guys? Um, I'm opening. Honestly, um, and one and how quickly a turnaround it is for you to get back on the mat. Um, there is not much time in between each match. Um, but then two, just to see the level of competition um, and how much it had drastically changed. Um, and, and for the better, you know, like you said, I was I wrestled three matches in college. It was pretty successful in high school. But every level that you, you know, you progress, the kids are going to continue getting better and it's going to be quicker and faster. Um, you know, so that was really the biggest, this big thing, how quick they were, how, 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 I was going to say, even how strong they were. Um, you know, I, I had been just rolling around with high school kids. Um, you know, I did have one workout partner who was, you know, a, a college wrestler and, um, he actually went out to the open with, with us, AZ. Um, but it's still not, it, it's not the same as being in a college room or, you know, in one of the RTC programs day after day after day, wrestling around with those guys, um, you know, to get down the speed and hand fighting and, you know, the, the quickness, um, your man awareness, like it, it's, it's a completely different level, um, but I was excited, you know, because I was kind of just using those tournaments as feelers. Like, I know I've been out of it for a while. I know I have a lot of catching up to do. But there's only one way to kind of really learn and get that experience. You got to go out there and, and be in it. Um, you know, so was I mad I lost? You're damn right. Nobody likes to lose. But I also knew, like, okay, like, well, now I have tape and I know this, what this is supposed to feel like, um, you know, so now I can start working towards, you know, my ultimate goal. I know what I need to do. Um, so just continue taking steps, steps towards it. Um, you know, I, I, I got beat up. I got beat up pretty good in, in those matches. Um, but again, it, it was just a learning experience and I, I had to take it uh, you know, as they dished it out and, and just continue trying to get better, um, which is why it was so uh, disheartening when I tore my Achilles because I, 
I felt I was taking steps in the right direction, um, you know, to, to be able to compete with some of these guys and uh, just kind of got derailed. So, um, no, it was, it was an honor, man. It was just like the experience and, and, and seeing and being on that level, uh, you know, was a tremendous honor. Yeah. So, like you said, you um, started coaching. You helped out with uh, Coach Herwig. So, what coach, what clubs have you been helping coach at right now? Um, when you're after you um, came back from your Achilles injury, started to move around a little bit, where you could coach a little bit. Um, so, what clubs were you coaching at, and still are? And what do you like? To, do you like to compete more, or do you like to coach? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so. When I got back into the sport, I started coaching at Old Mill High School. Um, I coached there for about a half a season. Um, and then uh, just kind of transitioned to working out with club programs during the summer and the spring. Um, you know, so I, like you said, started with Blue Claw and Ryan Herwig. Um, and he was kind of really the only place I was going for almost three, yeah, until about 2019, until I tore my Achilles. 2018. And then as I started to come back, I was going back into Blue Claw's room, um, you know, because it was right down the road from from where I live. So it was very local. Um, and then after I tore my hamstring, you know, COVID happened. So, I, you know, not everybody had an open facility, but there were some, you know, club programs that had started to pop up and find private facilities so that they could, you know, get some work in. Um, so I drive down and help out the Southern Maryland Wrestling Club um, in uh, Chesapeake Beach. And then, um, you know, help out with, I've, I've been to one headhunters practice, um, but I, I'm definitely going to start going over there a little bit more, um, you know, to work with some of those kids. Um, and then the Warhawks out at their barn, you know, I, I jumped in there back over the summer Um you know, when uh, Joe, Joey Thomas, who was at West Virginia now and, and on their team when he was home uh, and kind of rolled around with him a little bit, you know, just to put my feelers out there and see if I could still, you know, begin to start working out, um, you know, but my injury wouldn't allow me at that time. And, you know, I thought I was healed or close to being able to, to start wrestling again, but um I wasn't, so I had to, to step back and, and, and go back and, and start rehabbing, you know, almost three, four times a week. Um, and then that's when I went down to Southern Maryland when they opened up back in October. Um, so it's just really been Southern Maryland uh, that I've been working out with and, and putting my feet on the mat. Um, to see champions that train, you know, they've been running a few practices and, um you know, little events for kids. Uh, and actually it was just that one today uh, with Ryan Herwig and Blue Claw. He put on a, a little uh, technique and uh, scrap clinic uh, from 12 to four today up the, at that facility. Um, and the hot box hitters um, have been helping out their junior league program. Um, it's over in, in Glen Burnie or Millersville, Maryland. Um, you know, just, just trying to Again, spread the knowledge that was given to me um, and continue giving these kids an outlet to, you know, kind of work off their energy um, and, you know, learn wrestling and, you know, and put it to good use. Um, 
but to answer your question, if I like competing or coaching more, um, I'm a competitor. So I would definitely say it's, it's, you know, I like competing. Um, coaching, coaching kind of, kind of boring because I got to stand on the sideline the whole time. Um, I can only just bark out moves um, and tell kids that, you know, to get in this position or to look for this. Um, you know, so I find myself sometimes when, you know, when I am coaching, I'm flinching a little bit, like I'm getting ready to take that shot because that's what I would do when I see, you know, the kid's opponent do something, um, you know, but coaching does help, you know, satisfy that, that competitive nature, you know, because you want your kids to win. If your kids win, then your team you win. wins. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh i definitely like competing though uh that's why i always get on the mat with the kids and roll around um you know because that's that's how i was taught um that's how i keep that competitive fire in me going um and it makes the kids better too you know because they, they see someone with a little bit more experience do some things that means they can start trying things. And, you know, then when they get in the match and they may see it um, or wrestle some of these better kids, you know, throughout the country, you know, they'll be better prepared. So um, definitely, definitely competing, man. We like getting our hand raised. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, so do I. I like getting my hand raised too. Um, but so outside of coaching and competing, you have a life outside of wrestling. So you have a full, I think you have a full-time career in financial services. Can you tell us what services you provide and what else you like to do? Like some hobbies. Yep. Um, so I am a, you know, financial service advisor with New York life. Um, so I help, you know, families, individuals, um, schools, you know, businesses, you know, manage their, their financial future. So anything between and from, you know, retirement planning to long-term care solutions, um, tax-free savings, college funding, um, you know, estate conversions, uh, and then life insurance, you know, so I help families, you know, really set, set a goal like we do in wrestling. You know, you set that goal, you start and, and, you know, start taking steps towards that goal to make sure, you know, you yourself, you know, your kids, your family are, uh, you know, financially set for, five, 10, 15, 20, a hundred years, you name it. Um, you know, I help individuals uh, get their 401ks and IRAs set up. Um, if they leave a job, you know, we can talk about rolling it over into your, your new place of employment, you know, or setting up your own retirement fund. Um, you know, so I've been doing that uh, since May of 2020, um, kind of just made the transition to uh, free up my time so that I could, you know, wrestle and coach a little bit more, um, you know, because that was always a passion of mine since, like I said, 2016 when Helen re-sparked that interest. Um, you know, as far as hobbies, um, I like watching football. Um, football has always been my first love. Um, so I will, I will go to the grave watching football even you know, in the state that we are today. I, I don't agree with a lot of the penalties and flags and all the offense uh, that's been taking place. Um, I'm more of a defensive guy, um, but 
I'm not going to not turn on the game of football only because I love it so much. Um, I do uh, go shooting and go to the range every once in a while. Um, it's a hobby I've, I've recently picked up. Um, you know, some of my family members, you know, own a few guns and like to do the same thing. A few of my close friends, you know, so every once in a while, you know, we'll, we'll go to the range and, you know, throw some lead down down the down the range um but that's about it man i'm, I'm pretty simple I, I stick to my work um kind of just work hard to, to build a better life for myself outside of wrestling um and and keep it close to the vest you know as you know hard work will always pay off and so I, I keep my head down um, i keep working and then when i lift up you know, I'll enjoy with my head up. I'll enjoy the results, the results then. Um, but I'm still young, you know, so I got a long time to go before retirement. So my head will be down in my work for, for quite some time. Um, you know, but I enjoy it. I, I enjoy, you know, just coming home and watching some TV, especially just rolling around with you guys, you guys, you know, you and the kids bring me all the joy in the world. You kind of, allow me to relive some of my, my glory moments, even though I'm still competing. Um, and just to continue seeing you guys, you know, grow and be successful as you are, um, you know, is satisfying enough for me. Yeah. So now let's get into why we brought you on here. You're competing at the Capital Cup. How did you find out about this event? Oh, my bad. But is it an open tournament or did you get invited to wrestle? So I was searching the USA events website um, you know, just to see when different type of events were going to happen, especially, you know, now that we're in this COVID world, a lot of things got shut down and rearranged, um, excuse me. And for us older adults, you know, that's really kind of all we have to look forward to are, are those senior events. Um, so I was searching the events page on USA and I saw a an open event, or at least I thought it was open, um, but it was a senior freestyle event in Indiana on April 17th. Um, so I shot an email to Logan Savvy, um, who was the, the email address that was provided. Um, he kind of said it was only an invitation only. Um, so I kind of knew what that meant. You know, I was like, okay, well, at least, you know, at least I know there's senior events still happening that I could potentially join or, or get in. But this one just happens to be invitation only, um, whatever. The next day he emailed me back and said, hey, like we're actually running an event in February, at the end of February, um, you know, would you be interested in wrestling, you know, in this event? We have one of our guys drop out. Um, I jumped all over, I was ecstatic. Yeah, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, I love to compete. Why wouldn't I want to, um, especially when this was, was offered to me. Um, so it definitely was an invitation. You know, I kind of had to reach out to get the invitation. Um, but you know, then like I guess the next day he was like, Hey, like we got an open spot. Do you want to wrestle? Um, it was supposed to be Josh Lopez, who was, uh, the alternate, I think on the Puerto Rican team for, uh, at 74 kilos, um, uh, Maryland, wrestler I think he I want to say La Plata is where he finished his high school career at um, but a multiple time state champ um, you know a real good kid 
uh, and kind of, I was just like, Hey, like if he ends up falling into the spot, you know, for Puerto Rico, he's going to need some work. So why, why would I turn down this match? And, you know, and it's a Maryland on Maryland, but Hey, you know, you got, if you want to be the best, you got to be the best. Exactly. Um, so I, I jumped all over it when he was like, Hey, like come wrestle uh, in this, in this event for me. And I was like, got you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm there. It's a little sooner than I really wanted to, but again, you know, this is probably a, you know, I wouldn't don't want to say a once in a lifetime opportunity, but you know, these opportunities don't come around often. So definitely had to jump on it, you know, when it was offered. Yeah. So where can everybody who's watching know where to watch this and how to watch you compete? So will, will spectators be allowed or will it be just like a, a streaming online type of event? Yep. So there will be spectators allowed. Um when I talked to him earlier today, I think he said it was about 75 spectators will be allowed into the facility. Um, but the majority of the individuals will have to subscribe to Rockfin um, through Greco United. Um, and if you guys want to follow my social media pages, um, it's just Maurice Fleming on Facebook, uh, MoFlem20 on Instagram. Um, and I'll have the links posted there for you, uh, for you guys to subscribe um, through Greco United um slash rockfin um you know to be able to stream the videos uh it will be on facebook live and and youtube um through a subscription as well um you know so either follow me again on my social medias or you can you know check out greco united um and they'll have the link there for you to uh subscribe to watch the the event so they have uh the greco events are, are the main cards um, I think they have four or five Greco matches, um, three Greco women matches, and then some freestyle undercards. So um, we're, we're on the undercard as, as the freestyle match, but it's no biggie. A match is a match. Um, and then that's what it's all about is being able to compete again. So, Yeah, I'll definitely send me those links. And I'll put them back in the description. So when people are watching this, we'll do there. Um, so now let's talk about how you've been training for this. What places are you training at and um, what partners have you been working with? Yep. Um, so I've just been, I got a gym in my room. Not really a gym, but it's like my physical therapy locations where I've been doing a lot of my therapy. I got a mat, um, you know, next to my bed. So I kind of just roll out of, the, out of my bed and hit a few shots, hit a few snatches and cleans and then you know do my do my therapy um but really i just been traveling down to southern maryland uh wrestling club and helping out with their program rolling around with a few of the high school kids um you know some of the heavier weights as i've you know progressed with my therapy and, and healing um and that's that's kind of really it you know i i i, I say i got a workout facility out front of my house um, I got a street, I got markings in my concrete so I can do sprints and, you know, hit the road work and, you know, you don't really, besides the wrestling, um, and needing a mat and a facility, everything else is right around you, you know, use, use outside as is, is your best resource. You know, you can pick a mark or pick a destination around your neighborhood you know, 
your phone or even if you have a watch, it'll tell you exactly the distance between that mark and, you know, your house, um, you know, so just just get outside and, and be active and, you know, start start conditioning. Um, and, and that's what I do. Uh, you know, I, I run down to, to Mountain Road or 7-Eleven, which is about a mile, and then I run back to my house. So I'm doing two miles just about every day. Um, like I said, I got those markings in my street. I got the light post, um, you know, so I just use those land markings and sprint and suicides, uh, continue my therapy. Um, and then I go down and, and help out with those clubs and practice and roll around, um, do some live goes. Um, as I stated, you know, I went to the champions that wrestle facility today um, and did a clinic with Ryan Herwig. Um, and rolled around with a few of the kids. Didn't get a chance to scrap with him or any, um, you know, but that later this week, uh, you know, we definitely got to set something up to roll around a little bit. Um, but I've had to really keep it close to the vest um, about how I train only because the injury was such a gruesome one. Like, uh, you know, I, I detached my hamstring from my pelvic bone. So, um, I had three plastic hooks sitting in the bottom of my butt, um, which is kind of uncomfortable. Um, you know, so I just had to make sure like my practice partners, one, understood that I was injured. Um, and then two, I don't put myself in any awkward positions where I could re-injure myself. Um, you know, so I, it's, that's why I said I, you know, I took this match a little bit before I was really ready. Um, because I, I don't think I'm hundred percent, but you know, it's, that's a, that's a wrestler's mentality. You know, we may not be hundred percent, but I'm, I'm more than well enough to be able to get back out on the mat and compete. Um, if I wasn't, I would have turned it down and I, I wouldn't even have reached out to say, Hey, like, you know, what's, what's this event all about? Can I register? Um, you know, so, um, yeah, that's really just it, man. Just, just trying to continue my therapy. Um, and, and helping and coaching. And because I coach, uh, I'm a hands-on coach. I, I put my, my shoes on and I, I roll around with the kids. Um, it's really all the practice that I've, I've been able to do so far. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, once these COVID protocols open up, um, you know, I'll be able to travel down to the DMVT, DMVRTC program um, you know, at the University of Maryland and, and start practicing with some of the college kids or um, even some of the, you know, RTC member uh, athletes. Um, you know, but we have to wait for, for Maryland to okay that since it is on their facility and their, their property before that can happen. So hopefully uh, after this match sometime in April, April or May, hopefully they'll open up and, and allow outsiders to, to come to practice. Yeah. Um, is there anything, What do, if you had to pick one thing that you're most excited to come back to compete, what would it be? Just to compete, man. Um, when, I, when I got injured, um, I knew I snapped it and tore it off or at least did something pretty serious. Um, you know, I thought my career was over. Um, you know, I honestly thought, like, man, this is it. Like, you've been wrestling for so long and you tear your Achilles, but, you know, you kind of came back from that. 
like this is this is pretty serious like I literally I had no backstop I had you know that's what happens when you you tear it like you literally lose all mobility in in your leg um and I just thought that 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 it was it I thought there was there was no coming back from it um I had to you know transition away from being a wrestler again and you know that's not something I was really interested in doing I had to I thought I had to transition to being a full-time coach um I love coaching but like I said I'm a hands-on coach I don't like just standing back saying hey do this do that like I want to get out there and actually show you so that you can see it and kind of understand it a little bit more um you know so I thought I would never touch the mat again um but after you know talking to my doctors and my physical therapists um, you know, they kind of instilled the confidence in me that I could compete again. Um, so that became my number one mission is getting healthy, healthy enough and, and get my mechanics down to, you know, be able to step back out on the mat and still say I have it. Um, so that's, that's really, that's the, that's what I'm looking forward to. It's just getting back out there and competing. Um, I'd be lying, but I really wouldn't be lying if I said, I cared about the outcome of this match only because like I said, I thought I lost everything. Um, so if I lose, I lose, but I want to win. I like competing. I like getting my hand raised. So um, I'm going out there to, to win and, you know, hopefully the results show. Yeah. So that's all I have for you today. Um, you are one of the, uh, respectful uh you have your respect in maryland through coaching you know uh three one of the only one of one of the only three-time state champions in maryland there's probably there can't be too many so you definitely have respect for people in maryland everybody's rooting for you at the capitol cup and i just want to say one more time good luck there and uh, thank you so much for coming on Nah, man thank you for having me um you know i'm definitely a big fan of of you and wills and this wrestling the podcast uh, the wrestling podcast, um, and, and you as a wrestler, man, you, you were phenomenal. Um, definitely keep working hard. Um, and as I stated in the beginning, hopefully, uh, you know, you bring a state championship to Gilman sometime soon, because it, I think it's been since me and Justin Wiley, uh, in 2004, um, were the last Gilman state champion. So hopefully you at your name, at your name in Gilman history, um, along with your brother, um, and you guys continue to do big things. And, you know, I wish you nothing but the best with the podcast and, and your future career as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal to get a state tenor under my, uh, my belt, but yeah. Thank you so much once again. No problem, man.